Hello, my name is Ben. And I'm Phoenix. And we are the hosts of the Too Vague podcast this week. How are you, Phoenix? I'm good. How are you, Ben? Excellent. I'm excited to talk about our word today. Me too. I'm, I'm excited for you to interpret my chart. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> is it? Is it? Okay. The word that we're doing this week is zodiac. So, Woo! zodiac. What is the definition of zodiac uh, for you? For me? Yeah. Uh, the study of star signs and people's charts and how it relates to your personality and what your life path is going to look like. Yeah. And that's all related to the positions of the planets and the positions of other celestial bodies or is it just mostly planets planetary movements and you know the stars also play a big part but it's all a big soup um yeah. there there's mythology and you know it's related from all different kinds of corners is this something that you have started looking into or experiment i, I don't want to say experiment because that sounds <laughs> that sounds kind of clinical but is it something that you've been exploring uh, a lot recently or is it just something that's been a part of your life since you've been younger probably since i've been younger i didn't really have a great relationship with my stepmom so i was like why and so i just looked into i was i a lot of my friends were in a zodiac and then i was like this is the reason why we don't get along and then i actually looked into it and i was like oh shit we, we actually don't get along <laughs> right right so you've been doing this for a while then yeah, which I, is which is why you know stuff about my chart, which I have. I look at it and it's a bunch of lines, and a bunch of you know planets and things outside around the circumference. Right, the, I know what you're talking about. You know, <laughs> um, so when you do someone's chart, what's the, the the important thing? Before I do that, let me. When I think of astrology, I think of horoscopes and papers, and I think of a lot of that clouding the, the legitimacy or possible legitimacy of your signs. I don't know how much, is there a way to tell how much, you know, effort goes into a daily horoscope? Is, is, there, is there a way to kind of divine whether someone's just pulling something out of their butt or actually consulting star charts about different things when they make a horoscope on a daily basis? basis like that um i feel like daily interpretations definitely depend on where you're getting them from okay like if you get them from the paper i feel like it's just you're just pulling out of your ass there could be an astrologer that's behind the scenes you know right reading right up it's on kind it. of a it's a 50 50 shot or yeah. do you think it's more like 80 20 or something like it's definitely inaccurate yeah it's i feel like mostly it's inaccurate just because you can so it's more about your whole chart, you know what I mean? Right. Instead of just like normally horoscopes in the paper are just your sun sign. Like, right. And, and that's, that's all your, they say. Yeah. yeah. And they only talk about your sun sign. And that's only, it only represents one part of your person. Okay. And so granted, well. Which part? Which part does the sun sign represent? So the sun sign is like your your muted your muted ego. Um, your rising sign is like your ego that you present yourself to, like to the world. And then okay. your moon sign is how you your emotional ego, okay. how you present your emotions, how you cope with things, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Okay. Um, so your sun sign is kind of like, oh, that's such a such a Gemini thing to do. I, right. I definitely have said that a lot in my time. I will <laughs> promise you. Yeah. Um, but and you're probably going to be saying it to me a lot. Oh yeah, too. I, I probably will. <laughs> Guaranteed. So just your sun sign in general, I mean, it, it can tell you a lot about you as a person, but right. I definitely 
feel like your individual chart, if you're getting an individual reading from that every single day, you know what I mean? Like on an app or from an astrologer or you're reading the stars for yourself personally or for like other people that are close to you Mm -hmm. that have access to your full chart, it's going to be way more accurate and there's going to be way more that you can talk about Okay, that you'll relate to probably. When you're reading someone's chart, as you say, you're reading their birth chart, but then you're also seeing the... Uh, the, the program that you showed me. Astrofuture. We're not a sponsor of Astrofuture, but... <laughs> just to be clear. <laughs> just to be very clear. But <laughs> but anyway, that's the program I use to generate my chart super quick based on my location. I wasn't, I wasn't able to get too specific with my location as far as latitude and longitude. Is that a problem? No, it's not necessarily a okay. problem. It was, I, I did get the time right but it was just the the latitude and longitude i remember that being important i i've dabbled with uh, i had a book where you could generate your own chart and so on and so forth and it required latitude and longitude yeah is that something that it's just a little more accurate if you've got that down or is it or is it mostly just the time is more important than than the latitude and longitude when you're generating a chart? It just depends on like what your end goal is more so. Okay. Um, because okay. so the latitude and longitude is to produce your medium coli, and your medium coli is the star sign, the constellation that was above you in that same place when you were born. Oh. So my okay. medium coli is aries <laughs> okay. um which makes sense because i have a lot of fire in my chart and it was the sign that was above me when i was born it's just kind of like the rotation of the planets the time of the year you know what i mean okay. so they have your they have the month you were born you know the stars rotate in a cycle and it's obviously the earth is round i hope we don't have any flat earthers yeah, but um <laughs> i'm pretty sure nora knows that the earth is round she's a smart cookie all right nora. nora's my aunt Oh, I remember you talking about her yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Well, Nora, I'm glad you, you know, know the earth is round. But science. Science. We're talking about science and we're talking about this at the same time. That's ironic. Well, but there's got to be a base. You know, I don't know. I'd like to think there's a base in truth for the locations of the planets impacting things, the location of a moon impacting the tides. That makes sense that it would also impact people or life forms or animals or whatever, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense. My only stumbling block as far as all that stuff is concerned is how do you collect the data on personality traits? That's the only thing that I'm stumbling with. Like, how do you know without taking extensive surveys (laughs) about people's behavior who are born on different, you know what I mean? How do you collect that data? Um, So, But it's all anecdotal and that's, you know. Right. Most of it's anecdotal and a lot of it is related back to mythology and planetary movements because every planet has a representation of like a mythological, you know, God. Um, They're all Roman, right? Except for one. Greek and Roman. I thought they were all Roman except for uh, Uranus and Uranus was the only Greek God, but I don't know. So Greek and Roman, they're very similar because the Romans were like, fuck you, Greece. Um, (laughs) So, and they kind of uh, pillage and rape their way to- is Is that a quote? Yes, fuck you, Greece. And I quote, fuck you, Greece. BC. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Basically, they started and they came in and they were like, pillage and rape, burn it all down. And then they built the Roman Empire on top of Greece. Right. um, The ashes of Greece, if you will. Um, And they took kind of all of Greece's history and they were like, fuck this too. Uh, and they and they just, just changed kind of the names. It. Yeah. yeah, they changed the names and adopted it into something that was more relatable to them. Right. The Greeks were a lot more, I don't want to say peaceful people, but they were a lot more um, 
like artsy and definitely into like more philosophy and the romans were like war and so a lot more of the roman gods and roman representation um they have a lot more uh like of a war-based energy mm-hmm. like Ares, he's a god on both sides and greek Ares is war when there has to be war but i like would prefer to fight mm-hmm. and roman Ares is like fight all the time right. um so and, there there are actual differences between the way those different gods behave yes fundamentally they are very very similar but they just respond in different ways like aphrodite for example the grecian version of her is a lot more love and light and all these like great things Mm -hmm. but roman aphrodite she is venus is her name she's she's love and light and all those things but she's very like she's very like well fuck that guy like right right he did you wrong like you should murder him or like very vindictive and stuff okay, like that she's, yeah. she's a little bit more of an instigator yeah instead yeah, of that's like, what i meant by scandalous yeah a little bit more of an instigator she has a little bit more of a a push behind her more yeah. of a feminism kind yeah. of there like you they did you wrong so right you know mm-hmm. it's always been a very interesting thing to me one of the things i remember as a youngster there was a show in Chicago that you might know of called, uh, it was before it was called the Oprah Winfrey Show. <laughs> it was called AM Chicago before it was Oprah Winfrey. Right. But we went to one of those shows. My mom took us and we were younger. It was a show about astrology and reading astrological signs. Unfortunately, that day, it wasn't Oprah Winfrey who was running the show. It was some other someone else. Um, but this was before she was even like Oprah. before she was Oprah, right? right. So it was a pre-Oprah Oprah. <laughs> um, it was as she was building her empire, right? right. Um, but anyway, they wouldn't let us in the audience, and my brother and I were like, oh. but then they let us sit in the booth, which yeah. was cooler. I way thought that cooler. was way cooler, just being able to see the cameras and what they were doing and moving the stuff. Right. But anyway. My memory of astrology is kind of associated to my mother's involvement in it. It wasn't a lot about star chart. It was more about associations with sun signs and things as opposed to looking at your chart and comparing the way the stars are aligned. Right. There's a lot of talk about planets being in various houses and and things like that, but, but it didn't really, maybe it just didn't make sense to me because I didn't have a picture. Yeah. You it's know, a lot like easier to meant. look at. Yeah. I definitely, it took me some time to get into the planetary houses and planetary movements and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It definitely is confusing to look at. Right. Like I, you have a chart ruler and everything like that. And my chart ruler is in Libra, which is really ironic. Okay. But, and, so chart ruler, not the graduated thing to measure it's the it's it's who rules the whatever your chart is right it's your not your sense basically no you're it's so confusing to explain without a picture okay. um but your chart ruler basically it gives a little bit more of a directional theme okay it like narrows it down from as broad as it is okay so okay so it's more, like a focusing sort of thing yeah right it's like an umbrella and then it goes down and down and down and you break it down further and further okay. but that's what i was saying it's a lot more accurate with reading your chart and things like that if it's personal uh-huh. because if you look at your like your full chart and you see it and you're like oh like i relate to this scorpio trait but not this scorpio trait okay that's cool i relate to this gemini trait but not this gemini trait oh that's cool but then you put it all together and you're like holy shit the way that i relate to 80 percent of it and i only don't relate to 20 percent of it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's kind of that balance and i've 
everyone that I've met that I've actually like read their chart and explained it to them, they've been like, oh, yeah. that's why this, blah, blah, blah. Or they like were like, oh, I've never gotten into it because I don't relate to my sun sign at all. Like it, yeah. your sun sign is not the only part of your personality. I brought up your horoscopes. Right. I think a lot of people are turned off or dissuaded from even looking into astrology because that's what they think of. They think of your daily horoscope and how that's bullshit kind of you know you right. know what i mean kind yeah. of like it's you know it's it's a fortune telling thing but there's a lot more to it it's just that how serious the 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 person who's doing the daily horoscope is about the whole thing right there there used to be these i, I don't know they, they were called star scrolls there were these little tiny scrolls i don't know if they still make them but they were like little rolled up the diameter was little bit larger than a cigarette right mm -hmm. and it was like this big in, in a little plastic tube right and you would pull it out and it'd have your monthly daily sort of thing right it was for the month you would buy the little star scroll for the month and that would give you your little horoscopes down the list that's cute it was a kind of a cute thing that i used to get i don't know why i used to get it probably because my mom was into peripherally into it it interested her if you're religious, that might even be a sin, right? I mean, yeah, I, it just depends, I think, on the... I mean, you could say that it's false leading. Right, I feel like right. that's... Could you call astrology a religion? I mean, is it a religion or is it just a tool? So when I think religion, I think like organized religion, right. like practice religion. You go to church, you participate in an organization and you contribute towards that. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think that astrology is like that, but I mean... Yeah. It, it can be seen like that by other yeah. people from different I, perspectives, for right. sure. If you're talking about it, like using it as a tool, it's not something that it's got its own ideology and, and things, rules that you have to follow and rituals and things. What it has is just basically observations about people who have the similar things you know, in common with you. So it's sort of independent of religion. It may have some connections to mythologies. Yeah. But that's just to kind of give you a, um, a clearer picture of what those things represent. So right. it's not really a religion so much as it's a tool to kind of explain things. Would, yeah. you, would you agree with that? Or I would agree you, with that. Yeah. I definitely think, I mean, in relation to your mom, I think that has some reason. You know what I mean? I, right. I believe that people go to religion and things like that to get guidance about their life and yeah. to understand like what part we play in this world, which mm -hmm. I feel like is very insignificant. I'm just going to say that. Right. But a lot of people look for purpose in things like the stars. They look for purpose in things like, you know, religion. And mm -hmm. they look for purpose in God and gods and figures, which is completely understandable. Also, people being open to other people's understanding yeah. of others. I think that's something where religion kind of falls flat is there's a lot of wars and well, you did mention Greek and Romans right. <laughs> as far as ideological uh, sort of differences between right. the two and how that ended up in war and violence. But what's the last war that was fought based on astrology? I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, think I don't think one. there was one. I don't one. think there was one. <laughs> but I mean, astrology is so, it's so much about like people, you which know. I think is why I love it so much mm -hmm. in comparison to like religion right. is because it's so much more there's so much diversity and there's it can explain so much about one person right but it will be so different for everyone else like i can read your chart and then we'll read mine and i think by the end of this you'll understand a little bit more i can explain how our charts you know make this conversation a good conversation mm -hmm. and i can explain how our communication is a good open line right. but i mean that's not to say 
this isn't excusing like bad things that people do, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. But right. like like a way to group people. Um, this is a very strange off topic fact that I know. Mm-hmm. So I really like serial killers. Okay. Right. All and right. I really like astrology. Okay. And so looking into um, serial killers and astrology, a lot of serial killers turn out to actually be Virgos, which is, it makes so much sense. You know what I mean? If you understand right. what it means. Right. Um, Who's the Zodiac killer? Was he a Virgo? <laughs> no, I think he was a, I don't remember. Yeah. I think he was either a Virgo or a Pisces. I don't remember what his sign was. Okay. But, um, but you're looking for a commonality in star signs. Right. With those people. And I mean, mm-hmm. it's just like a, obviously, I don't know their whole birth chart, but right. just, it's interesting to see, you know what I mean? This, this common strain that pulls them together. Right. Oh, most serial killers are Virgos mm-hmm. because a lot of like a very strong Virgo trait is having to find a problem and eliminate the problem. And so when you develop uh, an obsession about something like that, right. um, you're compelled and you're, to, and you're dedicated to something. Earth signs are known to be super dedicated and very stubborn and hardworking and super ambitious. Right. So when they find something and they're like, Ooh, this makes me tick. Ooh, murder makes me tick. Right. And it satisfies that part. Yeah. And, um, it's interesting to just see how those two things come together oftentimes. I'm not saying that this is the cause of, you know, murder right, or right. things like yeah, that. There, there are other, there are other, definitely other factors. Right. right? But, but it's, it's like the easiest way I can explain astrology matching up with someone because people mm-hmm. are like, why do people kill? Why do people murder? Right. I don't think that all Virgos are murderers, but I think that it's interesting that that's a trait that, you know, a lot of them share. Huh. And, and is that something that you've just, it was just something that you were interested about? I mean, how did you get in, interested in, serial killers as far as that kind of thing is concerned i mean is it because i mean a lot of that stuff is on television right Right. or it's on on netflix there are a lot of shows Mm -hmm. involved in telling you about these like john wayne gacy you know back in chicago back when i was younger my mom was freaked out i would be freaked out too if i was around when they're around so she was telling me always say no to strangers and all this stuff right? right because of the abductions and the killings that were occurring. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's something that fascinates us in one sense, but it also horrifies us. Yeah. And it's so addicting. You can't look away. Yeah. I mean, I've always been, um, super curious about why people do the things that they do. Mm -hmm. Um, to connect it to zodiacs i'm a scorpio sun and i'm like super super emotional and i cry all the time and water signs are very emotional and they're super like emotionally vulnerable and emotionally intelligent um and so i'm always like well why do you do that (laughs) right like why why do you make that choice what is the motivation right what's the motivation behind this choice Mm -hmm. um so with serial killers my stepmom actually introduced me because your her degree is in forensics i'm pretty sure okay and so when she was going to college i was in middle school i think i don't remember elementary middle school she was getting her degree and so she had to learn all these things about serial killers right and so it was like around us all the time and so i started checking out books and reading up on it so so much to the point that my teachers were like are you okay i was like yeah i'm fine i'm just curious because i wanted to know why people were killing other people in such large numbers right right. and so when it came to like in um, such specific profiling sort of ways too yes, right it also. was like that's that's one of those things where it's like they're not killing people that are just randomly selected they're killing people that they've got some reason in their head right, right. it's not like a war thing where you're just killing anyone who can be killed mm-hmm. it's definitely it's methodical and it's obviously premeditated right um a lot of the times i think is interesting like jack the ripper he would go 
there's two of them. So the more recent one would oh, yeah, go yeah. and find people mm-hmm. and he would meet them in bars and he'd be like, hey, you're kind of cute. And you know what I mean? Use the serial killer charm is what I call it. That's not the first time to be coined, but um, use that charm to get them to come home with them and then end up murdering them. Right. And like, why did you choose to murder that person? Mm-hmm. Oh, because they were just gullible. Oh, because they were they were vulnerable with me. Right. Um, that's that. Yeah. That's and that's more random, like the Zodiac killer, yeah, right? or something that is specific, where right. you're looking for a specific characteristic or thing. Yeah, like Ted Bundy. He was like, oh, naive college girls, which is strange because I'm from Washington. Mm-hmm. So Ted Bundy was like, and the what is it? The Green River Killer. Like those kind of murder cases that happened in Washington and serial killers that were from Washington State or the Pacific Northwest in general, I just was like, this is cool. Like this happened, you know, downtown Seattle, obviously Mm -hmm. respect all the people that lost their lives and those families. Um, But Ted Bundy often looked for girls who were naive. They were young and they were in college and they were out at night alone. And that was always his shtick. You know what I mean? Um, and And the odd part about Ted, it was just that he would like go into their dorms sometimes and mm-hmm. kill them in their dorms yeah. and he would take their bodies and dismember them and dismember them in the Washington forest. And if you've ever been to Washington, all parts of Washington are super dense with forests. Like it oh, yeah. doesn't matter yeah. how much they urbanize. I've there will in, always I've, be trees. Yeah. I've flown into SeaTac. So just, just going Seeing over. It, yeah. Just, and, it's amazing. It's beautiful. Yeah. And you break through that. So there's almost always cloud cover in Seattle. I mm-hmm. will say that. So when you break through that cloud cover, which is thick and it's dark gray, you know what I mean? It's overcast all the time. And then you see all the trees and the mist and you see Whidbey Island right. and you see, you know what I mean? You see the Puget Sound mm-hmm. and like no one was going to get in the Puget Sound and dredge for a body. Right. Not in 30 degree weather when it's raining all day. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to see when areas like that are, you know, more susceptible to murder and stuff like that. Right, and, right. There's like, there, there are like also patterns there right. as far as other psychological things yeah. in, at play. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Are you going to college for anything having to do with psychology or forensics or anything like that? Or is it something that you're interested in pursuing? Or right now, are you just kind of figuring out what you want to do? Um, so my degree, I actually am, I, I did go to fashion school. I went to FITM for um, a year. Okay. And it's a school in Los Angeles. I My degree was in beauty marketing and product development. Okay. Which is strange. Um, but I, I love makeup and I love art and I... I like the business behind it. Mm-hmm. And I've always wanted to be like a really big business mogul, which is very strange. I want to play into capitalism. But <laughs> um, I I mean, I've never thought about pursuing forensics and science like that. Well, I mean, I've thought about it. So but it's I, just like more of like a hobby for you. It's more just of a like, hobby. Yeah, it's like something kinda... that I'm interested in. My mom and I watch a lot of those Netflix documentaries. Right, we read a lot right. of books. I'm like, hey, did you hear this thing about this killer? Yeah. And she's like, yeah. My, but My mother likes those things too for some reason. I think all women have a tendency to enjoy murder shows, um, but which is strange to say. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you're... I don't know. When you are the type that people are looking for, it's interesting to be like, oh, maybe I should not do this. Or maybe I should not. This is why I should carry mace. Right. You know? Right. Um, Which is a whole other topic to delve into. But forensics and science has always been something that's interested me. Like, I'm very, very passionate about biology. And I love, I love that stuff. Eat it up. Right. Um, But I decided to pursue marketing because I... I also like profiling right. and I like seeing groups of people and why do you, why do you want to purchase this? Right. I can no, make no, you buy this. Yeah. That's really interesting that you say like 
profiling as far as the marketing is concerned, right? It's how yeah. do you appeal to um, a certain subset of people based on things. And you can do a lot of like even maybe astrological sort of reading of that playing into marketing. That's, I never even thought about that. Like, yeah. you know, if you had a an astrological group at the at the baby gap or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely, um, that's what we called it in school was we would profile people uh-huh. into separate demographics. Demographics right. is more the word that we used. Right, because um, that doesn't sound, profile sounds like you're profiling a serial killer right, or, or racially or, yeah, yeah. It has a negative connotation. Right, exactly. So we would use demographic oftentimes to represent groups of people. Like, why does this person want to buy this Gucci bag? Right. Um, are they upper middle class? Are they lower middle class? Higher, you know what I mean? Like, it, it just depended on what their income was, what they were doing as a job, how they were raised, where they were raised, how many siblings they had, what's really important to this family of five. Mm -hmm. Is it more important for the family of five to have different dinners every week or is it more important for them to have the same dinner every week and all of them have iPhones? So we got a lot into that and we, I mean, it's it dabbled in psychology a little bit, but it just depends on what your perspective is on it. My, My teacher was super, super cool. She definitely took in a lot of questions and we stayed a lot extra after that class on Zoom to talk to her. Mm-hmm. And she was super badass. And yeah. um, she was an older woman and she taught us so much yeah. more about marketing yeah. than you could ever expect. Like mm-hmm. you wouldn't think marketing is like that, but it really is psychology and it really is demographics. Oh, yeah. And so I think that's why I love it so much because I'm like, oh, I want to know all these things about these people. Right. Like I can... I can ensure that you will buy a t-shirt if I know three or four things about you. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, and so I think that's also interesting with astrology and Zodiac because I it's it's a form of profiling I was about and to, yeah, demographic I was about based. To, yeah, I was about to mention that, that yeah. there's there's kind of overlap and in interests mm-hmm. there. And, yeah. and even, even like interest in serial killers too. The common thread is what is motivating this person? Why are they doing the things that they're doing I think astrology, the difference there is it's what is motivating these people, but then also how do they use that motivation themselves or personality tendencies to navigate things, right? right? You're, you're observing objectively, I think, in astrology. I mean, yeah, because you can't be like, oh, you murdered 20 people. Right. You know what I mean? You didn't, I'm sell, not... any, you didn't sell anything to people who murdered 20 people? No, unfortunately. No, we, only, we only sell this, this t-shirt to murderers. Yeah, we can't, we can't market to murderers because hopefully they're in jail. <laughs> right, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully they, they're found it's in not there. It's not a big market segment, although, yeah, let's not get into politics. Anyway. Yeah, we'll, we'll double that one later. <laughs> we, can do that. We, can, we can put that on the back burner. Racial inequality as far as it relates to prisons and whatnot but that's a whole nother that's a whole nother wormhole yeah bag of worms (laughs) bag of holes okay so i guess now would be as good of time as any to get into charts right yes i use this program like i said to generate my chart and you had a chance to take a look at it and what were some of the things that you saw and in my birth chart which I am a Gemini sun and a rising Pisces. Is that the, my rising sign is Pisces, yes. which is a water sign. Yes. And see, I know little, little things. I don't know a ton. And then also my moon on the day of my birth was also Gemini. That's right. That's wonderful. 
What I say wonderful very ironically. Okay, all right. <laughs> so, so what does that mean to you when you see my chart? I, I'm not very fond of Gemini's, but I'm not going to. I, I like you. Okay. So, <laughs> um, it also makes sense as why we get along well. But um, Gemini is a mutable sign, which means that the sign comes at the end of a season. Okay. So you end out the season. I'm pretty sure Gemini ends out spring. Okay. Um, and mutable signs represent change and they represent adaptability and always being able to like be on their feet at all times. Right. Super like go-getters. And they're like always like, ooh, I want to do something new and do something fun. Yeah. Um, so a lot of, and that also plays into being an air sign. Right. Air signs are super open-minded and they're always like, they always want to think and they always want to see new things and they're super free free-willed um and just like free-flowing that's how that's how i see air signs a super chill always open-minded will almost never judge you you can tell them literally anything and they'll be like oh pretty sick dude so i think that's cool um about air signs in general but gemini is a mutable sign kind of means that you're always able to not change to be like who you're around but you're like life if life tries to knock you on your ass Mm -hmm. it's more so oh, that fucking sucked and not the world's ending. Right. Like you just acknowledge, hey, this was a really bad thing that happened to me, but then you adapt and you move forward. Yeah, um, that's, that's something I've only developed over the last couple of years though. It's something that I had to develop that skill. Right, but you could say that that's represented by your Pisces moon. You're super emotional about all these things that are knocking you on your ass and you're right. like, this really sucks, it makes me sad. Right. So <laughs> um, that could kind of you know counter the, the Gemini right. in your chart. But I think that it's, interesting because i a lot of times i'm not very good at gauging um if people are gemini's or not because Uh you guys are very like reserved into yourselves unless spoken to if you're given the opportunity to talk you will if you're given the opportunity to be like these are my thoughts then you'll put you'll put them in right but oftentimes like it's not like a a voluntary thing unless you have a lot of fire in your chart which puts you like way more out there do i have fire seem to remember looking at it they have a lot of fire in my chart I'm zooming in on the planets. Give me one moment. Okay. Oh, Ben. What? I really like your chart. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, that's 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 good. You're a little bit more fire leaning. You have a lot of Aries in your chart. Actually, is what it's looking like. You've got Aries and Aquarius. Some Sagittarius. You're on the Capricorn and Aquarius cusp, which makes a lot of sense because you're super like open-minded and free thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, you also seem to be very dedicated to things that you like and you put your energy into things that you like to do and stuff like that. Yeah, the show is a perfect example. I've kind of poured my my free time into doing the show. Right. So, that, I mean, that makes sense. And meeting, and meeting new people and having people on the show, you know, which it didn't start out as. It started out as kind of like I was going to have a regular a regular co-host for this, but it's kind of gotten into having on new people and learning new things about people and people sharing their stories and cool things like that. Yeah, it's another mutable sign tree, like trait. Responsive to change, responsive to new people, mm-hmm. new experiences. Right. In all like facets of life. Huh. Like you're always going to be open-minded to whatever's on your plate. If right. you see something that you don't like, you're like, I'm going to try it and see how it goes either way. Right. So, <laughs> right. Like, uh, like I don't know, you, you didn't listen to the show about uh, Hawaiian pizza, but ugh, Hawaiian pizza, man. Not it being my favorite. I love Hawaiian pizza. Oh, Lord. That's the devil's pizza. I love pineapple uh. pizza. I, I also, I don't eat meat, so I haven't had Hawaiian oh, okay. pizza so in it's years. Not, right, right. But so I do like love the, Hawaiian pizza. You, I've already said this on a previous show. Do you know where Hawaiian pizza was invented? 
I have no idea. Just take a wild guess. It's not Hawaii. Oh, I could guess that. Somewhere in the Midwest. That's my guess. Okay. It was Canada. Oh. It's a Canadian. Those damn Canadians. Yeah. It's a Canadian invention. Well, it's Canadian bacon. Well, exactly. It seems really obvious, right? Yeah. And a lot of people like it, and I just don't. I just never, never, never did. And people have accused me of like, well, since you don't like pine, no, it's just I tried it, wasn't for me. I was not a fan. Yeah, exactly. That's very Gemini of me, I guess, or a very air sign or both. When you find something you don't like, it's very much like, I don't like that. I'm not going to do it again. Like you're like, I learned my lesson. I'm not not ever going to touch it. Right. Stubborn in that way, but oftentimes you're like, I'll try anything that's new. Um, when you're like, I will never do that again. You're like, I will never do that again. Right. Like, um, I, I have a very strict when it comes to personality, sort of like trusting people. It's, right. it's a thing for me where I'm, I'm a pretty strict on the three strikes you're out rule for right. me. The, there are, have been cases where the third strike has not been the last strike for people mm-hmm. and, and they've gotten their credibility, so to speak back after a third strike but it doesn't happen very often right i'm open to it but in general it's like it's a thing that it's kind of random i guess three three strikes you're out kind of maybe it's just i'm not a baseball fan so i don't know why i use three strikes you're out because it's a reasonable rule someone fucks you over three times you're like i don't know if i want to put my energy into this anymore right right. i definitely understand on the basis of trusting people i am a scorpio son I'm going to say that again. I do not like trusting people with information about myself unless right. I know a lot about them first. Mm-hmm. I'm not very forthcoming. Unless it's like, it has to be something that is not, I'm really exposing myself here. It has to be something that's not like deep and true to my core. Okay. Like I'll tell you all about my trauma all day, every day. Right. And I'll make people laugh about it. I'll be like, oh, you can laugh. It's fine. Like right. I would rather tell people about my trauma. but And some people can be like, oh, that's like childish or oh, that's. One way of thinking, like, you're oversharing anyways. And it's like, not really, because that's not what makes not me what, me. Yeah, it's not truly. It's the, not me. Yeah. I'm not telling you about, like, my nightmares and my panic attacks and right, all the other right, things right. that all I go actual, through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll tell you all day about my trauma, but I will not tell you everything that, like, it affects in my life mm-hmm. and how it, you know, prohibits me from doing things because right. I don't like to give people that upper hand, you gotcha. know? People can take advantage of, of those things, right? Exactly. A, yeah, interesting. So you said you like my chart. What does that mean? It's a lot of, um, it's it's fire leaning, which is nice. What is, what is nice about fire leaning? I don't... I, I have a lot know. of fire in my chart, so I'm like, fire signs. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, fire signs are just known to be like super out there, outgoing. They're pretty brave. They're loud. They get along with people really well. They're just like the people people. The center of the party is like a very encompassing way to explain it. They're funny. They always bring the party and they're super like loyal and dedicated to the people that they love. Mm -hmm. And they also just don't put their energy into things that, you know, don't serve them. Yeah. And so I I really admire that about fire signs. Okay. Um, But you have a lot of Aries placements, which I like. I don't really have a lot of Aries friends, but the couple that I do, I'm like, oh, I love you so much. That loyalty and that affection and the way that fire signs love is very, like, admirable to me. Um, I also just like your chart because you have a Pisces moon with your Gemini, your Gemini sun and your Gemini, no, Pisces rising. Yeah, Pisces is rising, I believe. Pisces rising. Yeah, Pisces rising, Gemini sun, Gemini moon. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But I, I like that combination because it's so... It's not unnerving to see. It makes sense for you as a as a person. Okay. Um, because you're just super kind hearted. Pisces are known to be kind and dreamy, and they're just like super. They're like the 
the air signs of the water signs basically. Um, and they're always like super open-minded. They're really emotional, like, and they have a really good emotional depth, but Gemini like just brings that out in you even more. So it makes you just seem like super chill, open-minded, Right. I say seem, but you we can tell you are. Right. Um, <laughs> super like open to the flow of life. You get sad about things sometimes, but you know, you mostly have like a brighter outlook. Yeah, I like to remain positive about things. You know, that which does not kill us makes us stronger kind of right. a, an attitude. Yeah. But but even though, but you can still recognize that it made you sad. You know what I mean? Right, right, exactly. And so that's what I like about air dominant charts that have water placements because I feel like you have a lot of it's a lot of emotional depth that I personally understand. Okay. And I can be like, oh, I understand like how deep you feel right. this one thing. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because initially your, your response when I told you I was a Gemini and then when I said I was a double Gemini was not a positive response. No. I No. God. No. I don't know. I just have had a lot of bad experiences with Gemini. With Geminis? Okay. Yeah. Because right. um, like, I think that's, that's a part of astrology that kind of rubs me the wrong way you're grouping groups of people based on those things and not for who they actually are kind of thing you know as opposed to getting to know someone and then going okay that makes sense because of this with the star sign or that you know you're kind of limiting your the people that you but i mean you you don't you don't ask someone their their sign before you meet them or anything i'm not a star racist i promise okay um I normally, I use it as a conversation starter because a lot of people are into it nowadays. So right. I'm like, ooh, what's your sun sign? And um, if they if they answer really fast, right. um, I'm like, do you know your rising and your moon sign? And they're like, yeah. And then I'm like, tell me. Right. Um, but it's because right. it's I- It's a conversation starter. Yeah, it's right. definitely like a, a good conversation to have with people. It's also just a, like, oh, like I do it a lot of time at work um, because I have found with each sign that I've worked with, because I've worked with all 12 signs, right. um, I'm like, okay, this is how this person works. They prefer open communication and they prefer for me to ask them for things before taking them. Mm-hmm. There's other signs that I work with that are like, touch whatever you want to touch, take whatever you want to take. I just want help. We're getting it together as a team. Right. You know what I mean? There's people that have a system and there's people like both sides have a system, but one is more open to other people. And the other one is just like, let me do what I need to do. I'll let you know if I need help. Right. Um, so it's, it's nice because I can kind of watch. I'm definitely a people watcher. I like to watch how people interact and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. definitely it's a good conversation starter to ask people like, Oh, what are your big three? Um, is that it's, what you call it, the big three? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a very good conversation starter to have. And yeah. I like to, I, I just like to use that and put it in the back of my head. Yeah. Especially when, you know, you're doing something for someone or like, what's your love language? How are you, how do you feel love? How do you receive affection? Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I don't know. I like to show people that I care about them if I do. Mm-hmm. So it's like a very, it's just something that I do a lot. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. what's your sign? Yeah. What do you, what do you like to do? How do you like to receive like you know what i mean affection right. and stuff like mm-hmm. that um because i i'm just a curious very, about people yeah you know. I, that's ties into my whole theme is curious about people right me right. as a person yeah. um i definitely like to know how people operate before i'm like here's all my life story so your people watching isn't like because i like to people watch too but it's just to observe them it, it's not because i'm not when i people watch i don't people watch and then go I want to get to know them. It's I, it's people watching for a voyeuristic, more of a that that kind of approach for me, where it's like, oh, that's an interesting thing, or that's pretty interesting the way they're responding or to that or what they're doing. Yeah. Um, is that different for you as far as people watching is concerned? Um, not really. I I agree. I do that, but okay. it's like all 
like I I take those notes about people while interacting with them. Okay. As people watching goes. Gotcha. So like having certain traits and things like that. Um, like oftentimes you can tell when something is off with people when you people watch. You know what I mean? Right. Because right. they do something that's different out of the same like thing they do every single day. Yeah. Or so, body language or, or things like that too. Right. Can can tell you or yeah. facial expressions and things. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like behavior is such a telltale for a lot of things, especially oh, yeah. if you're paying attention to it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. How many people do you think pay attention to signals that they give them like that? You know, I don't really think it's that many people. Mm. I think that some people notice some things, but I don't know. I feel like it also kind of ties into being an empath and having, like, feeling other people's emotions around you. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just always concerned about how someone is doing or if they're having a bad day or a good day. Mm. And, like, that's also my personal anxiety, which I regret to put on people so often. But I'm always like, hey, are you sure you're okay? Like, right. you seem really off today. Yeah. And if someone is having an off day, normally they'll be like, yeah, I'm having an off day. Or they'll be like, yeah, I'm okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, if, if they want to talk about it, they'll tell you about it. Yeah. Right? And I mean, it just depends on the person. Right. Like if you ask a Taurus, hey, are you okay? And they're like, yes. And then you ask them again and they're like, yes. Leave them alone. Right. Leave, like, leave right. them alone. Yeah. If you yeah. ask, you know, like a Libra and you're like, hey, are you okay? And they're like, no, I'm feeling really bad about everything that's going on in my life. And then you're like, oh, okay. Like I'm here to listen. Yeah. Which is, it's just an interesting, you know, perspective to have and to apply that. Yeah. Because oftentimes I found, it works. <laughs> yeah, 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 um, yeah. And like, there's something. There's something to it. It's really kind of interesting. It's not something that I put a ton of stock into as far as using it in my day to day life. Mm -hmm. But as far as an observational kind of like explanation of things, I think it's kind of cool. It's yeah. a cool thing to use. I still say, you know say that it's a tool. Sort yeah. of, even though there are these associations. How you know what that kind of brings us into sort of video games because you mentioned that hades is the ruler of which planet which is the how do the the signs connect to the planets or do they connect to the planets are they independent systems so they they connect the little chart that i showed you yeah. or that you saw or whatever those involve like planetary movements and stuff like that right um so you have like all 12 houses the planets mm -hmm. move in and out of the houses and etc cetera, etc cetera. Hades is the ruler of the planet Pluto. Um, Pluto's not a planet, according to NASA anymore, but he I thought was they, I, previously. They, they keep on waffling on it, I thought. I thought they, they, they have made it a planet again, and then they made it. And, yeah. yeah, so originally so they like, were like, Pluto's a planet, and then they were like, Pluto's too small to be a planet because it's a dwarf planet, and then they were like, no, Pluto is a planet. Like, it contributes to the solar system. So it's like a back and forth thing, but yeah, currently, yeah. I'm currently pretty sure. it's like no planet. Yeah, they're yeah. like, it's a rock. It's only a rock. It's not a planet. You don't get the planet title, Pluto. So he's very sad. Right. Um, an outcast, which fits for Hades because he's deemed as the unseen, right. which is kind of funny. So Hades is the ruler of Pluto. That's his planet. Okay. That's also his Roman name is right. Pluto. Pluto. Yeah. Um, the unseen, you know what I mean? The giver of wealth. Um, he has very, like, he has a lot of names. The way that it relates is that Pluto is the ruler of Scorpio. Mm -hmm. Um I only know this very in depth because I have a Scorpio son. I have a lot of Scorpio on my chart too. Okay. But um yeah, so he basically rules he rules Pluto and it connects all in one way. It's kind of streamlined, I guess. I don't know if streamlined is the correct word. Um, um hmm. condensed? Condensed. 
That's a better better word. word? Yeah. Um, So it's all condensed into like one thing because Scorpio is known to be like dark and mysterious and super to themselves. And Hades is known to be, you know what I mean? Like I said earlier, the unseen. Mm -hmm. He's super to himself. Um, His brothers banished him to the underworld. Basically, they were like, you get the shit spot. And so he kind of turned it into his own empire. And, Mm -hmm. you know made made himself one of the gods of wealth because he's also known for like precious gemstones and stuff like that, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, he's Is also he known like as... hoarding kind of stuff? No, he's just like all of the gemstones that are in the earth, like sapphires and emeralds and stuff like that, all those rocks that people would find, they'd be like, oh, thank Hades because they're super valuable. Mm-hmm. Semi-precious stones, precious stones, yeah. um, because they have to do with the ground and the earth. Right. Um, That's really interesting that the game, I'm, I'm sorry to bring up as you're talking about these things, the game Hades, which was made by Supergiant Games, and it's somewhat in two, 2020s when it came out. Um, and it's this really interesting story of uh, a... Well, I guess is is um, is now a good time to transition to vi- video games, or is there something else that you want to say before before we transition? Um, I think I think it'll be a good time. Okay, okay, sounds good. Um, I just wanted to pull up Hades. Uh, 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 Very so cool game, a, by the way. Oh man, you know what? What struck you most was uh, what? I mean, what part of it struck you most? Because it looks like it's just it looks like a con- or you know like um a comic or a graphic novel or just the graphics themselves it looks like they're like all hand drawn and that is kind of a big sort of thing of super giant games all their games look very the art style looks very hand drawn right um what else uh, did you see in and i played a little bit of hades for phoenix before we started the show very little i was horrible at it but but just what um it has a interesting narrative too um yeah a lot of it was um i just saw it and i was like oh that makes sense with all the all the mythology that i know oh that makes sense with this etc etc um it also was just interesting to see like the main character son of a nymph and the son of hades um and to see hades as a representation he's also Normally, I, I understand representing characters like as buff big characters in the in like a video game, right. people who are stronger. Right. Um, kind of Hades, representing the god. Yeah. yeah, Hades is just he's kind of just like a slender dude. Right. Like he's not super super built out of all the other gods. He's actually the eldest brother of um, his two other brothers, okay. um, Poseidon and Zeus. And Poseidon and Zeus were like, "You get the underworld. You're stuck with." The dirt and the underground and all the souls. Yeah. And Hades was like, okay, I guess so. Um, so it's kind of cool because he represents that balance between you know life and death. And Poseidon is known as the like the Earth Shaker um, because he is the god of the seas. Right. And so he's right. known for earthquakes. And so a lot of the earthquakes they would have, they'd be like, what the fuck, Poseidon? Everything's breaking. And then sometimes you know Hades would give them gems as a, like a I'm sorry, my brother's an asshole type deal. <laughs> and it'd be it's it's just kind of funny to okay. like see that kind of difference and that balance. So for are, sure. so all all these things are these in stories them, themselves or in mytho- uh, mythological? Um, yes, I'm I'm condensing like the thousands of right, books that right, I've read on right, these. Right. Very interesting. Yeah, for sure. And also, it sounds like you would be an interesting person to watch over my shoulder while I'm playing this game, and you could tell me stuff about what's going on that I don't understand in the underworld. But one of the things that you mentioned with the gems. That seems to be a big, like a lot of the um, enemies, like early on, are, are actual floating gemstones right. as he's trying to escape. The doomstones. Yeah. 
he's trying to escape the realm. Yeah. Um, and it's being protected by all, all these earth sort of monsters and creatures. Yeah. Which um, makes sense as for, because Hades is representing like the soil fertility, um, which is also kind of ironic because Hades is actually married to Persephone. Okay. Um, and she is the daughter of Demeter. Okay. Um, and she's known as the bringer of spring. So I don't know if you want me to tell the story of how they got married, but Hades is also known as like the kidnapper for Persephone. He oh, was like, okay. Zeus and Poseidon were like, you need a wife, brother. And Hades was like, I mean, I guess. Um, and he was like, I want to marry Persephone. And they were like, okay, then just court her and ask her and ask like Demeter to marry her. He was like, no, it has to be very emo and super mysterious. And so um, he was like, send your daughter to the underworld. So he invited Persephone and he was like, eat these. And Persephone was like, I guess I will. And she ate six of the seeds mm-hmm. um, and for pomegranate seeds. And for every right. seed, it's a month that she was required to stay in the underworld, but she only ate six of them because she had like been starving herself right. because she was like, if you eat any food from the, from the underworld, then you're like doomed to stay there forever. Right. And so each seed was only a month. So she was like, whatever, it'll just be fine. Like I'll just, so eat she them. only ate the seeds of the, of the pomegranate, not the whole, because it's what Hades presented to her. Right. Hades was like, eat these. And she was like, no, for the longest time. And then he was like, well, you're not going to eat anything else. And, um, cause she didn't know if it was going to kill her or not. Right. So right. she ate six of the seeds and then Demeter was like, you bring my daughter back. And Hades was like, no. And then Persephone was like, I want to go see my mom. So Demeter basically created winter in absence of Persephone, right. which is where like a bunch of scarcity came from. Uh-huh. And she starved the whole human population because right. Demeter is the goddess of like harvest. Right. And so she was like winter, snow rain Mm -hmm. and she was like fuck you guys i want my kid back and so hades was like um i can't kill all of humanity because i want to keep this girl so i guess you have to go home and um persephone in a way of being like grounded almost um went back and hades relinquished her and then during the fall is when you know they would get to reunite again so persephone would go back you know, springtime would be the bringer of spring. So Demeter was like, oh, my daughter's home. I'm so happy. Here's all these flowers and all this plentiful harvest and rain to, you know, nourish your crops. Mm-hmm. No more droughts, no more this, et cetera, et cetera. And then summer would go and then they would have a high yield. And then uh, she would go back and spend her winter, fall and winter with Hades. Right. And he's known as the god of fertility as well because he would be like, I'm going to make sure the soil is super rich. So that way when she goes back for the springtime, they have food. Okay. And so it was just kind of being like a god and being a leader of all these small and insignificant people, which was cool. I hope that was a condensed version. No, that was, that was perfect. That was perfect. In this game, you play a prince of the underworld who is allegedly the son of Hades. Yes. Named, uh, Zagreus, mm-hmm. Z-A-G-R-E-U-S, which you don't think, I mean, it's that is that that's not anything that you're familiar with as far as a name in, in mythology, right? It's not by names a, or anything. Yeah. Hades was known to um, have a lot of affairs with different nymphs because he was like, nymphs are really pretty and he would sleep with them, you know, in winter and, or not winter, during the spring and right. summertime. Because he had Persephone during the winter. <laughs> yeah, so he wasn't super worried about it. Um, right. But a lot of Greek gods weren't really faithful to their wives ever. Zeus was not with Hera, and Hera was the goddess of marriage, which is kind of ironic. That's another story. Um, yeah, so Hades would cheat on her oftentimes with nymphs, and they would have, you know, sons oftentimes. So, I mean, 
I'm assuming that's where that came from. I'm pretty early on in the game. Right. Uh, but I'm reading a quick summary of the plot here. It says in the game, it is eventually revealed that uh, Zagreus wishes to escape the underworld to find Persephone, his birth mother. Damn. Okay. So, well, I guess so, I was wrong. Whom he had never known, having always known Nyx. So I guess uh, he had always been told he was a child of Nyx and not a child of Persephone. Which makes that's, sense. That's early on in the story. Yeah, they kind of have beef. They kind of have beef? Yeah. What does that mean? Um, Persephone and Nyx don't really like each other because oh. Nyx is a goddess of the underworld as well. Right. She's not like the title goddess of the underworld. She's a goddess of the night. And so she and Hades work, like they rule over the same realm essentially Uh and nyx is kind of like this she's more powerful of a being than hades because she just controls night and all of the creatures of the night and stuff like that and she's crazy crazy powerful but persephone was like this is my house and nyx was like no it's not (laughs) so i mean that makes sense yeah but yeah through the the course of the story you're basically revisiting persephone to kind of learn more about yourself and you being the offspring it's it seems like it's a really interesting not entirely truthful to the to the mythology but it's like with its own its own twist and i think when i told you about the game initially when i said it's it's nora's not going to know this this term or you're not going to know this well you're not going to know this term either but i told you um they're 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 called rogue likes it is a term that's used to describe a game that you play over and over again and you kind of get to a, another point. It's a, it's a it's basically it's usually procedurally generated which means that it's randomized sets of dungeons or mm-hmm. things and it's pretty much the a different thing each time. Right. right. The idea generally is you replay these things and get further each time and grow You said that the story makes sense as far as repeating things over and over again for Hades. It's like cyclic, right? Is that because of the seasons? Is that kind of... I think we're relating it more towards like gaining powers. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. That's what you were saying. Okay, gaining powers over 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 the course of... Yeah, as you're going through this this experience trying to get to the surface. So a very strong Greek theme that happens, you know what I mean, in Greek and Roman mythology is going on these really long quests to go like earn badges of honor, basically. So you go on like this huge adventure and you go fight all these creatures and they increasingly get more powerful and you get blessed by different gods because they're like, oh, you did this for me. Like Hercules, for example. Right, right, right. Bring me the lion skin. Bring me this. Bring me that. And Hercules was like, okay, I guess I will. And, you know, Hercules was rewarded with godhood afterwards. Right, um, right. Which was miserable for him, but that's another story for another. Yeah, it sounds like you've spent a lot learning about this stuff. Yeah, there was a period of time where all I did was read. I don't really do it a whole lot now. Right. um, But all I used to do was read books and read mythological books. I would right. read a lot of the stories. And so when you read from so many different sources over time, I'm, I'm paraphrasing very, very, very heavily right now. Right. There were so many other things that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but these are, these are stories to you or they're not, or they're lessons or they're both. It's like, you know, there's kind of both. I'm yeah. not going to lie. I mean, like, it's like, Oh, this is, this sounds fictional, but at the same time, it's like, Oh, that's kind of a good trait to have. So I'm going to take that and use that in my life. You know what right. I mean? Right. I definitely think that they have, 
have uh, like a, a purpose to teach. And I think that's the same with religion. Do you play video games? No. Have you ever? It's going to be kind of embarrassing, but I um, I used to play a lot of Call of Duty. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, yeah, it wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought that that would be um, something very that you played. I'm unnaturally good at Call of Duty. Oh, okay. Um, I'm very good at Call of Duty. I really like um, Assassin's Creed. Okay. Um, I've played. Which one did you play? All of them. Um, have, you, have you played the new, th- there's a new one that's like, it's Norse mythology no. it's yeah that's that's like new for the it's gonna be it's on the playstation 5 and stuff yeah the one that was the greek and roman mythology one yeah. that you played have you played that recently mm, not recently no i remember the last one i played i remember beating the majority of them but then i remember which one was it i think it was black flag they gave me the oh, hardest yeah. time because yeah. it was just so much Pirates. Ocean. Yeah. So Pirates. much ocean. A lot and of I was people like, had uh, a lot of problems with the ship mechanics. That's not embarrassing at all. To close out the show, what were your final thoughts, Phoenix, on the Zodiac and what it means to you? It means a lot to me. I don't know. It kind of has been recently super guiding in my life. Right. Um, it explains why a lot of things have happened. Mm-hmm. And it's given me, you know what I mean, as... As much as someone can believe in God or in gods or religious figures or deities or whatever you believe in, mm-hmm. I feel like Zodiac is just as valid. I'm not like super, super devout about it. You know what I right, mean? It's right. not it's like not I like center my life around it. But I definitely think that it's given me a lot of guidance and a lot of explanation. Mm-hmm. And why, while I may um, joke about it very often, I'm like, oh, you're such a fucking Gemini. <laughs> right. right. I'm like, yeah, that's a yeah. Gemini thing for you to do. But it's not always a bad thing. And yeah. I just want to say over again, Geminis, I don't hate you all. They just have done me dirty over time. Right. It's just out of like the, the 50 of them that I've met, it's like a 90, 95%. Like 95% bad. Yeah. I try to give everybody a chance though, which yeah. I will say, keep that in mind. If you find a sign that you don't like or you don't get along with well, keep that in mind that not everybody is the same. Not every chart is the same if you want to base it off Zodiac still. And right, people right. have it's, different life experiences. Yeah, too. it's it's a good, it's a good, you know, just life in general. Be open to yeah. learn about people. Yeah. And that's kind of the lesson I've I've learned about dealing with astrology. It's It's really interesting and I think it's pretty cool. But I know it's not for everyone. I think it's interesting to look and see, you know, see the commonalities. But, you know, I also don't, it's not, it's not a religion to me. It's just something that's really neat and interesting that I don't really understand quite that much yet. But, you know, maybe over the course of our coffee shop relationship, (laughs) you'll teach me a thing or two about what that stuff means. So it's definitely take it with a grain of salt and, you know, move on with your life. It's helped me. A lot. Yeah. I'm not saying that's going to help everybody. Right. But it's just, it just explains a good deal amount of people. And like we were talking about earlier, I am super, super into like understanding people and I'm super curious about humans and why they do the things they do and why they start podcasts and why they, you know what I mean? Why they have cats and not dogs. I don't know. It's an interesting thing about me. That's one personal thing I'll tell you. (laughs) Okay. And on that note, let's close the show. And uh, my name is Ben. And I'm Phoenix. And we've been your hosts. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Bye. Bye.